Okay, everyone, calm down, chillax. Everything's going to be okay because as Gene Wilder once said, we are the music makers, we are the dreamer of dreams. And that intro couldn't be more apt for Tom and I's guest today, the founder of Drupal himself, Dries. Welcome to the open source. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Nice to see you, Dries. I'm so impressed with James's intros every week. You never know what you're going to get. And, and that one was straight from left field. So well done, James. Thanks very much. That was good. That was good. Thank you for, for, for doing this. And for those that don't know you, could, could you give us a little overview about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Dries, born and raised in Belgium, probably most well-known, I guess, for being the founder of the Drupal Open Source Project. Started Drupal 20-ish years ago, been the project lead uh, all that time, and then uh, co-founded Acquia, and I'm the chief technology officer uh, at Acquia, which is a company built around Drupal. That's what people know you for kind of professionally, Dries, but um, just to kick us off in a slightly different direction, what what's your thing outside of work and outside of Drupal and outside of mm. you know coding? There's a lot of things. Um, I'm a I'm a dad, <laughs> so there is that. Takes you know taking care of the boys. Um, years ago, I got into gin. You know, gin and tonic. I probably have a collection of 40, 50 gins. Wow. Um, yeah, I love to play tennis. I love to hike and camp. Um, yeah, I love a lot of different things. I love photography. I guess I have a variety of different interests, you know? Well, the, the one that caught my attention was the gin. I wouldn't say I'm as uh, avid a collector as you, but what's your favorite gin then? You, you, have you narrowed it down to one or? No, that's really hard. It just really depends on, on the mood, I guess, you know? But one of the things that I love is I ended up creating this like gin exchange program. And so the cool thing about gins, as, as you may know, is that they're very local often. There's a lot of local distilleries. And so over the years, as I travel, I've exchanged bottles of gin. And so I guess my go-to is, um, is gin mare. You know, gin mare, it's actually a sp Spanish gin. I think it got quite um, you know, popular now, but yeah, um, it's, it's made in Spain and it, it's based on olives, actually, believe it or not. So it has an well, I never olive flavor to it yeah i can also imagine that you're pretty good at tennis because i've got a confession to make all right Dree. i've got a confession and I, it's, been, <laughs> it's been eating me up inside we have met before at an event but it didn't go so well because really do you mind, do you mind disclosing do you mind disclosing how tall you are i'm uh, six foot five what yeah. event did we meet at, James? Like, we, we, met at a, we met at a kickoff event. I'm not completely going to disclose what one, <laughs> but I'm, right. five, I'm five foot five. So All effectively, right. we were in different atmospheres. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my, my confession to you is that I was with a few people who are of my height, short people, and we agreed to meet back at you so that we could find out where we were in the event. <laughs> <laughs> so you that's used awesome. Street as a landmark. Is that yeah, what that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's my commission. And now it's out. I feel much better. I hope. I hope All right, good. I hope you're okay. Yeah, well, I'm glad it was of value, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some serious questions for you and some fun ones, Dre. So um, we'll kick off with... Um, with a serious one to get to get the ball rolling. I listened to your recent Dries note, and um, we talked. You talked about many organisations having to do more with less, yet they're all trying to accelerate their digital transformation. A big thing, especially during 
these pandemic times. Do you think that Drupal and open source is more relevant these days because of that movement? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in times like this where there is a financial crisis or a lot of you know uh, financial stress on organizations, um, they're forced to do more with less, like you said, right? Or budgets are being cut uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, they also have to accelerate their digital transformation. So how do you do that <laughs> with less budgets? And the thing is open source really thrives in those environments. Like, and we've seen that historically, you know, we've seen that going back to, you know, 2001 when Linux really took off in, in sort of um, the dot com crash and, and the years after when there was a lot of financial stress. And we saw it again in 2008, you know, Drupal, for example, really took off. And again, it was driven by organizations um, going through a lot of change and asking themselves, does it make sense to keep paying these, you know, very steep fees? Mm. Um, and is it safe to bet our future on proprietary software? What happens to us when the company or vendor, our proprietary vendor goes out of business in times like this? So it's a combination of lower cost and sort of taking control of your own destiny too. Uh, and I think these are two important forces. And my guess is we'll see exactly the same thing happen, um, you know, coming out of the, uh, you know, the current pandemic. I think it's generally a good thing for open source. So it's kind of a silver lining, I guess, in, in, in everything that's going on right now in the world. But I think the big change also compared to 2001 and 2008 is that open source has really matured. I mean, I remember in 2001, people made fun of Linux and nobody believed it was enterprise ready. And so fast forward to today, I don't think there's anyone in the world <laughs> that questions the enterprise readiness of open source. Open source actually has become the de facto standard. So anyway, we'll see what happens, but I think, um, I think open source will grow bigger and stronger. I think open source is very safe in this recession. You've also talked in the past about, you know, the, this concept of the open web as well. Maybe for our viewers and listeners, could you explain what you mean by the open web? Yeah, I don't know if I have a good sort of definition, but for me, the open web is a web that is built on open standards, that is respectful of people's privacy and data, that allows people to be creative as well and express themselves and take control you know of their online presence including their data and i put that in contrast with the closed web or the wild gardens like facebook and twitter and others where you know everybody's facebook page looks identical there is very little creativity in having a facebook page right there's also very little control that you have over how facebook uses your data and so for me, the open web is sort of the opposite of, you know, these walled gardens. And, um, you know, I'm very passionate about the open web. I've been, you know, advocating for the open web for many years. I want to help build sort of a future that I want for myself and my kids, which is an open web future. I, I don't want, you know, a handful or a dozen of very large technology giants to control the web, to own all the data on the web and kind of suck out all of the creativity and the fun things 
maybe there is a little bit of nostalgia <laughs> as well, because, sure. because I do remember the early days of the web and it was a lot of fun. I, I feel like it's important to the future of the web that it remains open and independent. So then as, as a little follow-up question, if you were, you know, Doc and Marty and you were just about to jump in the DeLorean and fast forward to 2050, what impact does, you know, a more open web have on society? Well, how do people interact with the, the you know, the internet 30 years from now? Well, that's a big question. Um, I mean, I think it's a web where nobody's really in charge, right? It's a distributed web. I think one of the challenges that we have today is, is these big technology companies controlling or having an outsized influence on society. For example, Google you know, can skew election results just by changing the results that they return for search queries. They can sort of manipulate, if you will, the, the global mindsets. <laughs> so for me, an open web in the future would also be one that's you know, more transparent or has been vetted more to make sure that these biases and, uh, you know, don't exist in these algorithms. So hopefully the open web will, will win, you know? Hmm. I think right now, I think it's questionable what will happen to the open web, but um, I think we have to keep fighting the good fights. <laughs> so this is a non-serious question now. I've got some ideas. Me and Tom often talk about business ideas, you know, to try and get some financial freedom <laughs> and then just to preface this right and to give you a, an insight into the inner workings of our mind over the summer i built a beer crate bar in my sorry a pallet bar in my garden we went from having you know a bar with a with a keg and a beer tap in the garden to all of a sudden um you know building a website to host a virtual beer festival Needless to say, the idea hasn't got off the ground, but just to set you up and give you the kind of insight into what we're going to talk about now. Are you aware of the show, The Dragon's Den? Like Shark Tank? Yeah, yeah exactly. Shark Tank, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen it, yes. I know what that yeah. is. So um, I've got some ideas that might enhance your Drupal community. All and right. you can either <laughs> respond by saying, yes, I'll invest, or you can say, you're an idiot, okay? <laughs> All right. Right, idea number one. I'm a bit worried about saying this. So my idea number one is called Be My Drew Pal. Online, date, <laughs> online dating for Drupalists with a catch. They can only use code in their profile and images of their site as their profile picture. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, invest? Uh, yeah, sure. Excellent, right. Here we go. <laughs> a good start. Here we go. <laughs> so my second idea is CMSTA. Um, which is an afternoon nap taken in unison by the Drupal community. Sleep encourages creativity, etc. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was struggling with that one. You know, I think people should nap when they want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, um, so in your recent Dries note, you spoke about diversity and inclusion. And this, this got me thinking of um, Drupal's drag race a take on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I thought drag queens who code. <laughs> what do you think about that? If it helps, if it helps improve diversity and inclusion, I'll say invest. Excellent. But I'm not an expert on, on you know, these shows. So <laughs> I assume it's a good thing. So I'll say invest. Excellent. Two out of three, Tom. You did well. You did a lot better than I thought. That's all I'm going to say. You just got two businesses if they get going. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. You're going to be a busy guy.
before we uh, close and wrap up, um, what's next for you? What's happening in 2021 for you? Do you know? 2021. Um, Drupal 10? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, Drupal. Well, we're going to keep working on Drupal 10. Uh, Drupal 10 will be released um, in uh, 2022, actually. But uh, obviously, we have to do most of the development <laughs> next year. Aquia is keeping me quite busy, too. We have an aggressive roadmap and, you know, building out a whole slew of products actually at Aquia that's um, keeping me pretty busy. But yeah, work, work, work. (laughs) And then coming up before the end of the year, so I heard you're speaking at Web Summit, right? Yeah, that is, uh, when is that? Um, In a couple of months or so, before Uh, the end of the year. Beginning of December, I think, first week. And then... And then I think the week after that, you're also speaking at DrupalCon Europe then. So they're back to back, I believe. Yeah, I will be busy, yeah. These are two big conferences for us. Obviously, Web Summit, it's very big. Um, But I set up a panel uh, and actually we'll be talking about the open web and uh, invited uh, Matt Mullenweg, the founder of uh, WordPress, to the panel and Mitchell Baker, the founder and CEO of Mozilla. And then DrupalCon, obviously, it's it's one of our largest events. Um, we have an annual DrupalCon in Europe, and we also have an annual DrupalCon in the US. But this is our European DrupalCon, although with these events going virtual, it kind of blurs the lines <laughs> in a good way, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll be talking about the future of Drupal and what we're working on and you know what people should expect in future versions, both minor releases of Drupal 9, but also what is going to be part of Drupal 10. Come check it out. Fantastic. And then do you, do you ever take time off? Because I feel like you're just this machine that works 24 <laughs> hours a day. Are you going to take a break at the end of the year as well over the holidays? I will, yeah. I do work a lot. I haven't actually taken much time off this year because of COVID-19. I took a week off in the summer and that's right. it. But I'm um, planning to take maybe two weeks off around Christmas and New Year's. Usually I fly from the US to Belgium, celebrate Christmas with my family and celebrate New Year's with friends and family. And you know how it is Christmas and New Year's. (laughs) I used to live in the US too. So coming home back to the UK for Christmas was always like this mad rush of trying to see 27 million people in two weeks. I mean, it's always nice from a people point of view, but it's never relaxing. No. So where does it better? Christmas in the US or Christmas in Europe or the holiday season (laughs) holidays in Europe? I will say that the U.S. does Christmas well in terms of creating the atmosphere. Right. And especially in Boston, there can be snow. In Belgium, it's a lot less likely to snow. It's probably more likely to rain (laughs) and be miserable. (laughs) People do an amazing job decorating for Christmas and really get you in the atmosphere in a way that isn't always the same here, at least not in Belgium. I think in London, it's probably better <laughs> in london it's okay but it's 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 not like in the u.s where it's like home alone you know <laughs> sort of real magical feeling yeah well i absolutely loved our time together today Dries. unfortunately it's, i think it's time to wrap up um thanks so much for coming on the show it's been fantastic to spend some time with you thank you so much no, thanks for having me in a couple of months time Dries will maybe will maybe come back to you and we can do like a an end of year wrap up or something like that and sure. how everything went no, this was easy I loved it no prep easy questions laughs sign me up for round two <laughs> Thank you.